Welcome to Opinion Havers, a TV podcast for origami enthusiasts. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what are we watching? We're watching Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Cody. Yeah, we're yeah. doing it. It's an historic day. Something you've been trying to get me to do <laughs> for many, many moons. We're, we're yeah. doing a TV series by your request. And uh, we're here. We're doing it. I mean, are we doing a TV series or are we doing eight movies in review? You know, that's the real question. Because so far, each of these episodes have been an hour long, right? Mm-hmm. That's so long. That's a good point. That's a good point. We got eight nice little movies. But does it count as a Lord of the Rings movie if, if it isn't three hours long? That's the real question. But it's so long. It's going to be eight hours long. But it's time it's so all done. So is it the most Lord of the Rings movie? Well, I don't know. It's the most. I don't know. Rings of power Lord of the Rings has ever been. Oh, yeah. Well, Tyler, I don't want to mince where I don't want to waste any time. Do you uh, want to give us a little rundown of what the Rings of Power is? Yes. So, Cody, the Rings of Power, we're just doing the, the first two episodes that we're talking about here with you and me, all right? So here's what's going on, all right? You got the Rings of Power. So so back in the, back in the, in the olden days, Amazon purchased the rights to Lord of the Rings, but not to anything else. How dare you? Tolkien will come from his grave and murder Jeff Bezos if he dares to call Morgoth Melkor. How dare you, Cody? Okay? This is only the Lord of the Rings and the appendices. So, just a fun fact for everybody, everything that's in here is technically part of Lord of the Rings. It has nothing to do with anything else in the expanded Lord of the Rings wor or the world of Tolkien, you know? Isn't that fun? They got The Hobbit, they got Lord of the Rings. That's it. They can't talk about anything from the Cimmerillion. Isn't that fun? Anyway, so this is a show basically set in the Cimmerillion, but after all those things, because they can't talk about that. How dare you? Tolkien, so coming who, back. Who has the TV rights to those? Nobody. Gollum. Uh, what's his face? <laughs> Who's the guy that played Gollum? Andy Circus. He owns Andy Serkis? all the rights. That, Wait, does he? No. Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, say, I saw some trivia that they they bought the rights for two hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh yeah, for the for the for what they made the series of, and they were in a bidding war with Netflix. So, and it's not even all of the rights. That's yeah. the thing. It's not even the whole Tolkien universe, which is so weird. I feel and like it, normally it's like you get all the rights or you get none of the rights. It's so weird when people have butchered up rights like when fox did that where they're like all right marvel gets this marvel stuff but we're keeping the mutants and this and that and you're like oh man this is getting real complicated real fast yeah Tolkien. this Tolkien estate has always been very protective of the but, the, but there the are also so many years where like weird. people own the film rights but just no one had the had the cojones to make a good adaptation of it because everyone's so afraid to so i was like yeah well, I Ralph, feel like what's his with, name tried his. It almost seems like with every bad adaptation, they get more protective, and the hobbits have really sent them into full lockdown mode. Like, yeah. nope, 
Oh. Everything goes through them. Like they, I think they have like I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they could be like, "Yep, nope, this sucks. Cancel it." No matter how much you poured into it, at this point. But so this is a prequel to Lord of the Rings. It's kind of it's covering the creation of the Rings of Power. You know, everybody remembers the opening of the Lord of the Rings. It talks about the the nine rings for the men, the seven for the dwarves, the three for the elves. One ring to rule them all. Fun fact, my wedding ring is the one ring. Ha, get jealous, nerds. <laughs> my wife's wedding ring, it's Gladriel's ring. Isn't that cool? Are you jealous? You're jealous, Cody. You just got a nerd ring, all right? You got a normal ring. What's the point of that ring? Well, who cares about that ring? That's what I'm saying, okay? Uh-huh. But that's that's basically all it is, but it's, it's all the... You know, it's like a thousand years, I think, before the events of Lord of the Rings. So every obviously, you know, it's like the only people you'll recognize are like Galadriel and Elrond, mm-hmm. who are young. I'd explain that to Bailey. A few, I feel like every episode after a reminder, I'm like, okay, these, this, this is it Lord of the Rings, but it's beforehand. So just Galadriel and Elrond are anyone will recognize. So. It, Here's what it is. It's they bought the rights and they said, you only have the rights to the Lord of the Rings. And they said, gotcha. Remember in the beginning where Galadriel gives that speech about the creation of the rings? Technically, that's in Lord of the Rings. So they went as far back as humanly possible. Like, to the moment where their license ended to start doing this. Which I think is smart because now they can, like, going forward do other stuff, you know? Like, they don't get locked into stuff. But uh, it is the story of the creation of the rings and all the drama there and the um, presumably culminating in the great battle that you see at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But who knows? But we'll, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought they were just throwing the series out there. I didn't realize that they were slated for like five seasons. Yeah. I just saw that in the trivia today. I, was like, I did not know that. So, Yeah. They're going for it. I think there's eight episodes planned for this season, and I didn't even realize, but they got they got things planned. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you pay like a quarter million, a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah, it didn't make sense, but I was like, it. they paid. They're gonna spend a billion dollars making this series. Those are some of the estimates of what the budget's gonna be, and there's gonna be eight episodes. That makes no sense. But if you're doing five seasons of it, and if it can take off, then yeah. Yeah. Anywho, so, what are your, I guess. Before we get into anything more drastic, what are your initial thoughts on it? Yeah, well, if we're doing episode one and two, I saw episode one and I was kind of indifferent, to be honest. I was like, this is this seems all right, you know. But having watched two, I was like, oh, I enjoyed this a lot more. And um, I think I'm getting more and more invested as we go. So I was kind of, episode one was just okay for me. But the series is building for me. I'm getting more and more interested. I think it's ramping up. So... Which is, it's kind of a thing with, with drama series, you know, you, your hook isn't always the first episode, which is why they kind of release them, and, you know, you might get, get them all at once, or you might get a couple to start, so you can kind of get invested, but I'm, uh, I will say this, gorgeous show, absolutely beautiful, I'm glad they kept with, like, the Peter Jackson style of, hey, we're gonna go all out, we're gonna build great scenery, and do really good with the costumes and the music, and so the production value is great, so I'll give it that for sure. Yeah, which I... I do like that too, because like, I feel like with the Hobbit, there was um, it seemed like Guillermo del Toro started to maybe step away from it a little bit, and Peter Jackson obviously coming in pulled it back, but you could still see where it had diverged. 
Um, but one of the things that, you know, people forget is that Peter Jackson's a super nerd. It's so he like yep. relentlessly studied Tolkien and like talked to people that knew him and tried to his best to make it look how Tolkien probably would have envisioned all this stuff looking. Mm-hmm. And so you might as well just piggyback off of what was it like 20 years of work that him and his wife did to get the movie before they got picked up by Warner brothers. I think it was who picked them up. 20 years is a lot, but it was probably like eight to 10. It was quite a bit. Yeah. But I know it was like, there was as soon as he started doing movie stuff. Cause even like, there's a, yeah. a thing in the documentary and the bonus features. He's like, yeah, the first draft was awful. It's awful. It's the worst. It's I, mm-hmm. no one ever needs to see that. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah. I would die if someone saw it later. So, I mean, he just like spent most of his entire career up to that point, refining it and getting it to where he mm-hmm. wanted it. But so, yeah, I do like, I like how they more than that went with the, you know, like the prettier, shinier version of everything, which is kind of what they'd set up. In just the those few scenes you saw, that's what they set up the second age to be. It's like the whole concept of Lord of the Rings was, you know, there was the first age when everybody was, it's like the Cimmerillion when they were fighting Morgoth. Super nerd stuff here. When they were fighting Morgoth. So that's like battles of gods. That's like great heroes and the greatest of the greats. They're all gone now. This is like the B tier guys. And so like by the time you get to Lord of the Rings, there's some lines from uh, like Gandalf and Galadriel that, are meant to kind of convey the thing of like, you guys are like, none of this really matters. Like ha- all the people that were here when all this great stuff happened, they've all abandoned this place. Like you're fighting over the scraps of a dog turd at this point. Like nobody cares. Like all the, you know, and so it's cool to see this is like the B list people <laughs> doing their great epic. So I wonder if that would was a bit daunting for the showrunners to be like, we have to buy Tolkien's own thing. We have to look at the Lord of the Rings and make a more epic journey for these people because like they were look like Galadriel looked at them like, yep, this is gonna suck, but you know I did it already. <laughs> like we already did this stuff once. You're just doing it again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about? I blacked out there for a second. Uh, well, should we dive right into the spoiler section of our? Let's get in here, Cody. Episode. I don't even know what do they ride. Does anybody ride anything in the first? Get on my sea worm, Cody. Hop on my worm, Cody. <laughs> get on the worm. All right. <laughs> my worm. Grip yeah. that worm with your thick thighs, and let's ride into <laughs> spoiler town. Let's do it. I'm here. I'm ready. Do you want to... This is... Uh, ostensibly, this will be a little bit shorter an episode. Um, so should we do three minutes each, maybe? I was going to see if you Chance wanted to, to even do our... the rants or if you wanted to just uh, go Ooh. into it, but it's up to you. Oh. You're oh, the well, show now we have to have this discussion. Oh. I mean, let's do it. Let's just do the rants, then. You know, do you want to go first or want me to go first? Here's my question. Do you have like notes and are you prepared? Or do oh I yeah. To, like, oh okay. yeah. I've got notes. Then why don't you go first? That way I can, I can bottle all your. All right. I'm going first and I'm going now. 
I like the intro to this movie. They're like, nothing is evil in the beginning. And then immediately it's baby Galadriel getting bullied. I was like, oh, okay. But then it, it gets evil real quick, doesn't it? You know, the world, it likes to just squish you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, poor, poor baby Galadriel. You know what? It was a, it was a pretty boat. It was a pretty little origami boat. It unfurled itself like a pretty little swan. It's so nice. It must be nice to be an elf and make pretty things all the time, you know? My biggest critique of the first episode, I just, I feel like the dialogue was kind of missing the heart and like what Peter Jackson and uh, Fran Walsh captured so well in Lord of the Rings is like the difference between the men and the elves and the hobbits and there's like great jokes and, you know, very rich dialogue, I feel. And I feel like in this one, it was like a lot of persnickety elves talking to persnickety elves and you're like, oh, this is boring. You know, there's no... There's no heart. There's no soul to it, you know? But I do think it kind of gets better as the series goes on. And part of it is just, I think a lot of Lord of the Rings, the movies, draws from like, oh, the difference between elves and dwarves and men and hobbits and their interactions with each other. Whereas in this series, it's like, well, the elves are hanging out with the elves and the Harfoots are hanging out with the Harfoots. And, you know, so it's just wasn't as conducive. But I think that gets better as it goes on. So um, let me talk about this. If you're an elf, I just expect to be a pretty good fighter. And if you're in, like, Galadriel's troop and you're out there hunting the remnants of evil, I don't expect you to just get murked by the snow troll, all right? That guy got tore up. I was like, dude, it just bugs me. You know, it's like the it, in the Clone Wars when the one guy just gets murked. You know, like, at least get a couple hits in, then you can die. But, man, you you know, it's like... Like when you have like a rookie quarterback in the NFL and their first snap, they just get destroyed because they're like, oh, this game goes faster than, you know, it was like one of those was like, aren't you like a seasoned soldier? Aren't you, you, you know what's going on. Anywho, Bailey's big critique in quotes, ain't nobody cute in this show. So she didn't, she was not impressed with the talent, if you will, of the people in the show. So, yeah, and you know what? That's a legitimate critique. There's no Vigo, all right, to pull this show along. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. And look, we get the Harfoots in here, a.k.a. the Granola people, who just, I, I couldn't do it. I don't think I could hang out with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all hemp tea and, you know, hand-picked blueberries. And, you know, it's just, it doesn't look like fun. You know, I feel like my feet would get dirty. So, uh, Elf guy is an interesting story, the Elf soldier guy. Um, but I need more charisma from him. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem with the Elves, right? They're too... I like their style, you know, but at the same time, they seem real boring and too refined. You know what I'm saying? Once again, I think that does get a little better as it, as it goes along. That's episode one, uh, and you know what? I'm out of time. So what are you going to do? Tyler, are you ready? I'm you ready. to do it? I'm ready. Ready to you bottle do this. It. All right, Cody, here's the thing. I, I'm going to get to your points, but first off, I got to tell you, I'm, we got to go back before you even started, okay? She comes in, she's like, oh, the, the evil or whatever in the world, and we didn't have a word for death or whatever, and then Morgoth came and took the silver. He took the light. How dare they, Cody? They did her dirty. They came in here, they did Ungoliant, which I spelled correctly on my first try. Thank you very much. They did did her dirty okay a gallant ungallant okay the primordial evil cody giant spider the parent mother father uh i don't know and bigger version of shelob right which we all loved because you know 
As we all know, Shelob stabs Frodo, and then in the rings of or the shadows of Mordor, she's the sexy witch lady or whatever that can also turn into a spider, right? Anyway, this thing, they didn't even come in. They're not going to come in and say that, oh, yeah, this giant spider came in, latched onto the tree, and went, <laughs> sucked all the light out of it, you know? They're not going to go into that? What cowards, Cody? Was it the right decision? Absolutely. Was it a cowardly decision? You're darn right it was, all right? Let's okay, so they come in and they're like, oh, we didn't know what death was and all that, which I was like, that's a cool kind of line because it was like, they're like in heaven basically like nobody dies and then they're like let's go fight a war we can do this and then guess what they can't <laughs> it doesn't go well cody it does not go well there's a cool story that i like to bring up i just got to use some of my time here guy goes out there it morgoth is a god right he goes up there he pounds on the door and he's like fight me b and then he fights him okay and he almost beats him which is crazy because morgoth's like it's like 80 feet tall and a monster and this is just a dude okay it almost beats anyway we're getting i'm getting too far back we don't have the rights for that cody you're right then nobody is hot in this the closest person to hot is elrond and that's just because you know who he's supposed to be he no how dare you that's the closest to hot the elves get but i do appreciate here's the thing you say they're stuffy i think it's because look these are the elves that are the stuffy they make the elves that we meet in lord of the rings look like just normal dudes because these are the stuffy version of those elves these are the elves that are like oh we're the high bar <laughs> We make the fancy blue swords, all right? And the other guys are like, look, we're just here hanging out, singing songs, drinking wine, you know, maybe smoking whatever we found over there in a bush. Who cares? The Harfoots, here's the thing. Everybody wants to call them hobbits. They're not. They're the ancestors of the hobbits. They turned into like eight different races, and then seven of them just go F off into the mountains or whatever. Some are like, oh, they disappeared into the into the ground or what who knows what happened to him Smeagol's one of them he's a creepy guy isn't he but these little efforts they're just out here doing Tyler, what they I'm love you to, know i'm gonna have to cut you off i i think we're identifying a problem here you <laughs> you're out here you know too much all right i know so much you know way too much i know not enough so I'm here watching this movie. I'm like, what are these hippie people doing? And you're like, well, let me tell you all about them. They're they're the Harfoots, and here's their lineage. And let me get, I got their family tree right here in my noggin. Let me just spout it out for you. And uh, here's the thing. Let me tell you what. Basically, this is what Tolkien I think would probably tell you about the Harfoots. If you ask, I'll be Tolkien. Let me give you it in character, okay? I'm a British man. World War One. Ask me. Ask me one of you. So what's what is the deal with the Harfoots? Who cares, Professor? They're short. Okay, <laughs> who cares? They're nothing. They're worthless. They're nothing. Move on. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. That's probably his whole thing is that they're tiny and they're whatever. They just want to be left alone. Don't worry about them. They don't worry about you. Don't worry about them. Move on with your life. How dare you, sir? What's the American equivalent of it? Because, you know, the whole point of Lord of the Rings is he wanted, like, a mythology for England, right? Yeah. So what would the American equivalent be? Would it just be, like, hill folk? Of hobbits? Of Harfoots. In mythology? Do we have... Like, in American parlance, like today, who are the Harfoots of America, of the United hippies. States? Gypsy hippies. Gypsy... Hipsies. People from Boulder. People from yes, Boulder. Yes, there you go. There we go. All right. 
They're out here stealing mattresses, Cody. Um, yeah. So those are my notes on episode one. Uh, do you want to hear my notes in episode two? Yes. Just a wait, quick wait, rundown. What on was me. your last note on episode one? I need more charisma from horny elf man. Is what I wrote verbatim. Was it the, the hor- one? He's horny for the apothecary lady. The lady oh with the, yeah, with the with the herbs and spices. The but what about his homie? What about his bro? All right, how'd you feel about him? He was there. He was bringing all the charisma. Okay? Well, he was like, yeah. "How dare you, sir?" I was more worried about the one that seemed like that was given the main character vibes for his storyline. Yeah, but the other one's there. No, he is. You're right. He's totally there, and I give him all the credit in the world for being there. Uh, episode two, Bailey was trying to guess what the what the intro was, because it was like a week between when we saw episode one and episode. She's like, "It's rock, uh, it's a tree. What is it?" <laughs> it's like the little dust swirling around or whatever, or the sand, or it makes little rings. Yeah. I still don't know what it, you know. It makes rings, I think, is the end of it, or is whatever it is. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing, I. I think the Harfoots are my least favorite storyline, except mm-hmm. I'm really interested in what is credited as the stranger, uh, yeah. the guy who falls from the stars. Um, and absolutely, if Bailey was anyone in this series, it would be the little girl, Harfoot, because Bailey's always bringing home strays. And it is up to me. Like, they were there. They were having the conversation where it's like the little one and the bigger one. Who's She's like, you can't take care of him. And the little one's like, no, I got to. He's good. He's good at heart. Meanwhile, he's like, destroying stuff and being super scary and that is bailey every single time there's a strand she's like we've got to bring it inside I'm like there's a goose on the side of we got to go pick up that goose put it in the car and drive it to the pond i'm like i don't <laughs> i'm not prepared to take care you know i have to be the voice of reason but yeah no she's always out here trying to bring home strays and so i really identified with that storyline um she bailey's also mad about the amount of kisses in this story she's like there's no kisses this is a dumb show why are we even watching it you know because that's all she really cares about so a lot of a lot of things we watch don't deliver for her um let's talk about eating snails nope i'm good like i don't number one i don't need to watch people slurp snails out of the shell it's fine one day i'll try escargot and it'll be great but I don't, raw snails, I don't need to watch people eat them. Number two, I don't need to listen to people crunch on snail shells. You're supposed to slurp out the slug, and he's out here, the stranger guy, he's out here crunching on the whole shell, and his make is gross. All right? I don't like he's it. a big boy, all right? He needs that, uh, whatever the shell's made out of, all right? He needs that. That's pure calcium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's the other thing. If you're going to have a worm at sea, have a better name okay when they called it the worm they were in the ocean and the worm comes i was like you serious you're not this thing's way scarier than i've seen worms i'm not afraid of worms this thing is ginormous and it's about to destroy you probably because you're not respecting it okay because you're just calling it a sea worm no it's a sea monster it's a sea dragon it's a sea snake it's the loch ness monster we can't you know what you know what i'm saying I have a suspicion now that you say that. I wonder if they were saying, like, if they were calling it a worm. Worm. Like a, a like worm. Yeah. A worm, you know? Y. Yeah. Which is, Cody, look at me. I'm the one that just told you about Ungoliant, the giant spider that was like the primordial evil in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. If you call it a worm, freaking just go give yourself a swirly nerd. Like, call it a <laughs> dragon, okay? It's a dragon. Well, a worm is a. 
It's a dragon without wings or whatever. I think that's what it is. It's a dragon. Okay, we've all seen Ryan the Last Worm. Okay. Oh wait, no, it was the last dragon, Cody. It didn't have wings though. That's right, because it's still a dragon. All right, get over yourself, douche. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. And you know, there was a hole in my heart. You know, like I said, with some of these characters being boring and stuffy. You know who filled that hole? Durin. All right, Durin came in yeah. here with his big old ginger beard, and he cheered my soul. And you know what I respected most of all about the dwarves in this one? I feel like the dwarves in the Peter Jackson thing, they all have the real the mustache that's real. It's all braided long enough, and it goes in, and it's neat. These dwarves were like, no. When you grow out a mustache, it's gross, and it pokes up, and it's unruly. I was like, yeah. These are like real-life mustache dwarves. You know what I'm saying? I you know what I that. appreciated the most out of these guys? Hmm. That they thought ahead enough to armor their beards. They know that's a weak point. Yep. They got armor a, on that You know beard. what? Everyone out here is grabbing. If you're in a fight with the dwarf, the first move is the pull and tug. You grab the beard, you yank it down. Now you have the upper hand. You grab that beard, it's like grabbing a Saiyan's tail. You know, you have, uh-huh. you, you own him now. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I've got a note here. Mm-hmm. I am an elf. I don't know why. That's a quote. It's in quotes. All right. It's a quote from the show. I don't know why I quoted it. Maybe it was just a weird thing for someone to say. Do you remember when someone said, I am an elf? No. Me neither, but someone probably says it. Tweet us about it. Right, Galadriel? Here's the thing. Let's talk. What's your your take on Galadriel? Good. Good enough. I don't know. I... I don't have that much of a notion of like Galadriel as a character. I think I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't have strong feelings, but I don't. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I feel like she is. I've mixed feelings, right? Because I feel like it's very her storyline in all the expanded, like expanded Tolkien stuff. Mm hmm. Like, it fits. Like, her character fits perfect. You know, like, the look and how she acts and how she is and all that. But also, I'm just like, freaking... Which, you know, it does kind of come back, like, that she gets her little sidekick guy. um, Who kind of is there to be, like, the voice of the audience. To be like, freaking chill, lady. Like, you gotta calm down. Like, you come in here and insult everybody immediately. You gotta calm down. But she does got to calm down, you know. Also, her her elf sidekick was... He was supposed to be hot, right? But he looked like a lizard, right? I don't even remember him at this point. Yeah. Was he one of the ones that abandoned her? And she's like, I'm still doing my quest, nerd. Yeah, he was the main yeah. one that abandoned her. I Oh, you mentioned... You mentioned Elrond as being the only ostensibly hot one in the show. I've heard not one but two grown women be like, not even working. He's the worst one. He's the biggest offender. It's not for them, Cody. Right. He's not All right. for them. Let me tell you, you know who is working? You know who? <laughs> not really, but the politician guy in Numenor with the big beard. I looked at him. I was like, oh, my goodness. Well, first off, fantastic eyebrows, fantastic beard, fantastic hair. It's all yeah. working great. He's getting Number two. Sure. 
He absolutely looks like if Baker Mayfield lived in Numenor. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The spitting image. 100%. Maybe just because he has so much hair covering himself, but it's like, no, you look just like Baker Mayfield. So there oh, you go. So right. There you go. I'm still, I think they, they're working on explaining it, but I'm just, I'm trying to figure out why everyone hates the elves so much. Because it seems like they're just trying to do right by people. <laughs> and everyone's like, you better get out of here. You walked into my tap, my filthy tavern, getting all your clean feet off on my filthy floor. How dare you? You know what I'm saying? These are like the grubbiest, grossest people. And they hate the elves so much. And the elves are like, we're just on patrol trying to hunt the demons. And they're like, you're out here on patrol hunting our demons. You know what I'm saying? Why does everyone hate him so much? Well, so it's, okay, so the people hate him because the elves aren't there to hunt the demons. The elves are there to make sure that the people don't step out of line. Like the people that they're there, that they're like patrolling, were people who served Morgoth. They were bad guys. Uh, and yeah. so they're like, okay. you, we conquered you. Now we're now like, this is the, you know, like, gotcha. It's like a Berlin, like an East West Berlin yeah. situation where it's like, okay, we lost the fight and now we got all these people in charge of us that we don't want to be in charge of us, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, that makes a lot more sense. I guess they do. They explain it more as it goes on. They're like, no, like these are the Southland people who are the garbage people that we're in cahoots with. But I guess I didn't connect that that was the same group that... Who's the elf guy that we follow? The elf dude? What's his name? Cody. The one who's <laughs> into the lady. The apothecary lady lover. Cody, I've read the Cimmerillion. I couldn't tell you most of the names from it. There are so many proper nouns in Lord of the Rings lore. If anybody's like, anybody's like I know it, they, that's all they do. Okay, that's all they can do. You can't do anything else. Arondir. That's what it says here on the cast. All right. Well, that, Gosh, look at his eyes. He's a hot man. How are you going to look at him and not think that's a sexy man? Oh, look at him. I'm not saying he isn't sexy. I'm saying he doesn't have, he's not pulling it through with the charisma. You know I don't saying? care. You know, look at his face. Look into his eyes. All right, now. All right, what were we talking about? Ron Deer. Um, I got a note here that I cannot decipher. Sick. Ars. Arly. Cave. In slow-mo. A no-go. Found it out. You got Sick. this. Harv. Here. Harry. Harley. Yeah. Someone was sick, and they were in slow motion, and it was gross. So Is that right? I don't know. Was it? I don't know. Let's talk about the Numenorians. I figured it out. They are the Greeks. We did it. All right? Their whole vibe, very Grecian, very Mediterranean. They got ships, and they're very proud, and I feel like they're Greek. Is that right? Did I nail it? I mean, they're Atlantis. They do a good job? they're supposed to be. 
They're an island so, yes. nation. And so, yes. Yeah. Spoilers for people who don't know that they're not there in a thousand years. The island disappears and the people found Gondor. That's cool. the whole thing. Um, so their Atlantis is what they're supposed to be. So, yeah, Greek. Because that's what most people tie Atlantis to. You know, is that Greek look? Unless you're Atlantis, the Lost Empire from Disney Animation Studios. Yeah. You got to We're getting, I mean, we're getting no, pretty I, long for this episode here. Cause, I mean, I don't well, know I'm realizing that here. I think I might be, I don't know if I split up my notes properly. I don't think I you did. Gone in, you started to go into the third episode a little bit, I think. Oh, so. man. Oh, I figured out where the split was and I missed it. All Oof. right. Well, we only, we only got through about a third of my notes for the next one. Oh, Tyler, I ruined it. I ruined the format. Ruined it. Ruined it. Yeah, because the second episode ends with them getting picked up by a shadowy figure, so we don't actually get to Numenor yet. Oh, my word. Oh. You know, the good thing is we're in Spoiler Town, so I have immunity for all. (laughs) This is why movies are better than TV shows. (laughs) Oh, man. What a world we live in, Tyler. Here's what I'll say. I already mentioned it, but the first episode, just okay for me. Although the production value was very good, I thought mm-hmm. they were just missing out. The second got me a lot more into it. And and three and four, I'm fully, in, you know, once we got through three and four, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fully invested now. So, um, yeah. I'm you know, I don't love the Harfoot storyline, but I'm very interested in the stranger and the big, tall, bearded yeah. man. You know, what's what's he up to? What's he about? What's he going to be, you know? Yeah. I will so, say I don't know who he is. So if that gets you any more yeah. or less excited about it, I have no idea. Like, I, I tried to look it up. No idea. Um, so, so I definitely, I think it was smart for them to have the first two episodes be the premiere so they could use the first episode to kind of like lay out the situation of the world. And then the second one is more of like, okay, now we can kick it off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So far as, as of the first two episodes, I, I really like it. But at the end of the second episode, I was like, Ooh, I'm super excited. I like this, but I was very worried that it wouldn't capture the wider audience. Yeah. I think now further in the show, like I think by, especially by the time it's ended, a lot of people will have jumped in since it started, you know, like Yeah. Once you, you can say to, once the super nerds can say to their less nerdy friends, "Oh no, it picks up really good." It's, it's yeah, definitely, cuz there was a whole controversy with Amazon was like pausing reviews on it because it was getting review bombed and yeah which i mean anytime you have like a super nerd fandom attached to it yeah i also feel like a lot of the super tolkien super nerds i heard were like they heard a lot of stuff about the series going into it that they were like not excited about it and then when it the first episodes dropped they're like oh it's fine it's not bad it's not great but i'm not buying into any of the hate on it you know and i think now yeah so and now that i've seen three and four i'm like no i think i think they have a good thing going um I'm very interested to see where it goes. And I could, I just hope, you know, I don't know, I'm curious to see what the long-term strategy is. 
I think obviously this is like Amazon's answer to Game of Thrones, where they're like, oh, yeah. look, we can do an epic, really well-produced fantasy um, series. I just hope that it's like, I hope they have an exit strategy. And I, they have to at some point, right? Because they know what they have the rights to. And so it's like, okay, well, are they going to just do all prequel stuff? Are they going to try to tee up a Lord of the Rings series later on? Is this going to, you know, I just hope that it's like, okay, we got five seasons. We've mapped out generally where it's going to go and we're going to, you know, have a good satisfying arc to it. So that's what I'm most worried about, but they have potential to do it. I think it's interesting the people they picked for it, the showrunners, because I don't know that they've had like a major project like this, but a few episodes in, it's like, okay, they're doing all right, but um, I'm surprised they didn't go with someone more tested, you know? I think if they're smart, the this episode, this show will go. I would either end it when the rings, like end it when the when the one ring is forged, or end it when Sauron is defeated. You know, like go through that. But I almost wonder if they'll go up to the one ring being forged, and then there will be another show that covers like the war or like a movie or something. And then, but then there's yeah. a lot of other stuff. Like I mean, you can all you got to do is look at like uh, Shadow Mordor, the the video game which introduced Celebrimbor. He's not from any Tolkien. Never wrote. Celebrimbor. He just says the elves made three of the rings and Sauron made the other ones. You know, like that's that's all he ever says. He never says who made them. So I think that and that's part of why I think a lot of super nerds weren't excited is like Celebrimbor is not a Tolkien uh person. So a lot of the characters <coughs> that they've introduced aren't from anything Tolkien wrote. They're completely new and original for the show, which I'm like, right. if you're if you care, like there's lots of stuff that's been done in the Lord of the Rings universe that shows if you care about it, it's he set up such a good, like, like the whole reason, I mean, his whole reason for making the Cimmerillion, like he even said to his son, because his son asked him why he didn't publish it before he convinced him to publish it. Why did you write 5,000 years? He's like, so that I would know when Gimli and and Legolas met, this is how they would react based on 5,000 years of history. Yeah. So it's like you all you have to do is the same thing he did to write the books is look at all that and use it to inform the decisions you make and you end up making a very true to the universe story. So so far I feel like they're doing that. And I like it. I get I give it I give it four I give it four and a half uh leaves of Lorian out of five. Alright. Yeah. Remember we used to make up review scales every single episode? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you want to... Is it worth slapping a rating on episodes, or should we just say at the end of the season we'll we'll give it a real, a real grade? Uh, yeah, I feel like, I mean, each episode I think it'd be fine to say, like, how we, like, our, you know, how would you kind of grade this one? But, yeah, I'd say save our grade for the season yeah, at least I, as uh, well. Yeah, decent. The first episode was just fine, but the second episode was pretty good. I think it's it's picking up, and um, it's got a lot of potential, a lot of great production value. So yeah, it's worth checking out. And I'm yeah, I mean, half the episodes are out. We still have half more to go. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for listening to a, a whole new venture for us. You can follow us and review us wherever you find your podcasts. We'll be posting memes, and uh, you can shout at us on social media, at Opinion Havers, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. 
Until next time, watch TV. And have, uh, uh, I don't know, I get opinions. There's nothing, I don't yeah, know what else to yeah. say, opinions. Have, make choices. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> have opinions. Ooh. Only it came up and just latched onto those trees, Cody. Just, oh, <laughs> just no. sucked it like a like it's a spider. It's a giant spider. No, yeah, sucked it out. Right. And then here, Cody. Here's the thing. Here's what this ungoing. This ungoing. He comes. Morgoth comes on goal and says, "Hey, team up with me. We're gonna get it. All right." And then they go get it. And then they get back to Middle Earth. And Golan's like, "Give me the shiny rocks." Now and then they fight to the death, and Golan eats one. I think it was the only one. I think it was the only one. Mm. Mm. What an unbelievable douche move! I can't. I got nothing.